This podcast is a production of Mutant Donkey. Uh, if you like Mutant Donkey, please consider supporting us on our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash mutant donkey. You can also follow us on Twitter at mutant underscore donkey. We also have a presence on YouTube at the Mutant Donkey channel, so please like and subscribe if you like this. Thank you. Fair warning. The Mutant Donkey podcast may be inappropriate for people without a sense of humor or for people under the age of 30. Thank you for listening. Mute Donkey. So, um, who wants to go first and talk about what they've been doing? Do you guys remember what you've been doing? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I kind of remember. I okay. finished the vampire game. Oh, you did. Was that good? Yeah, yeah. The 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 story is is pretty good. Like the story is worth playing through the game. The gameplay is real wonky until you get really powerful, and then it's kind of less wonky. But yeah, it was a good game. What year did that game come out again? Uh, I think it came out two years ago. Oh, so that's actually a very recent game. So it's a lot yeah, more it's, recent it's than the new. Bloodlines game. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Way more recent than that. Oh, okay. So when you say the yeah. gameplay is wonky, it's wonky for modern standards. It's not wonky for like the old, you know, school games. Right. Or whatever. Right. Right. So there was another game that I wanted to ask you about that you were playing that I didn't get, which was the Medina Man or whatever. I think you talked about it uh, a little bit yeah, last I've, podcast. I've but... The Man of Medin. Madan. Man of Madan. Okay. Yeah. Dark Pictures Anthology first game. Um, I've played through it at least twice. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't like it as much as their first game. What was that called? Now I went blank. Until Dawn? The one that we played on the PlayStation. Until Dawn? Yeah, Until Dawn. I don't like it as much as Until Dawn. I just, actually, I just reinstalled Until Dawn. I was going to subject and, Candyman until to Until Dawn is a lot more fun. But, but it's a good game. And um, my second playthrough was better than my first. Um, the only thing that sucks is I lost one person on both playthroughs. And they were different people, but it was the same exact sequence with the same exact quick time events. Okay. That because I'm not used to playing on a computer, yeah, I I messed up the keys and basically I didn't see a different death scene. I saw the same death scene with a different I character. I didn't see a different death scene. I saw the same. So that kind of sucks. Like to play it all the way through that game twice and lose somebody because I missed keystrokes because I'm not used to playing on a computer, and yeah. then have it be the same death scene that I already saw before really sucks because there's a ton of death scenes in the game. Oh, so that kind of pissed me off. But aside from that, it, it, it's good. But the thing that I hadn't cut on because you wanted me to play that game with you, but I didn't understand that that's actually a co-op game because I was just reading an article on PC Gamer. like So there's, and... there's three ways to play that game. So there's the typical play through it yourself and make your own choices. There's a co-op mode where... Basically, throughout parts of the game, you'll lose control to whoever you're playing the game with. So you won't see the choices they're making. You'll just see it play out while they make their choices. And that's supposedly the best way to play, is to play the co-op way, which is pretty awesome. And then there's yeah. also a like a party mode, which, or I think they call it family mode. I can't remember. But but basically, it's, it's like couch co-op, where you're handing the controller to multiple people. Oh, cool. That actually sounds kind of fun. 
and and the cool thing is it is is it assigns the characters to players one through how, however many you have mm-hmm. so it'll pop up like okay now player three takes the controller so you pass it to that person and so it's kind of cool because everything plays out all at once and basically you're handing control to whoever you're sitting on the couch with so okay that's pretty cool we gotta try that next time you come over when next time we have a guys day or something we gotta yeah 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 i'll have to just get it installed over there and then we can we can run through it i did reinstall until dawn so that adriana could play and she started playing and she likes it a lot i figure that's one that Candyman can play too because you don't necessarily have to be playing the game to play the game you kind of like sit there and watch and help people make decisions about what they should be doing it's yeah, and and the gameplay is pretty much exactly the same. So, okay. the the game, how the game plays, is the same as Until Dawn. Yeah, it's just kind of on a different level. Okay. So but yeah, it was it's it's pretty good. Like I said, I've gone through it twice. Um, and the cool thing is, if you're going through it solo, um, you can go through it once, and then you go through it a second time with the. I can't remember what his name is. Basically, there's a guy that kind of acts as the Rod Serling or the Crypt Keeper or whatever that's telling mm-hmm. all these stories. Oh, okay. And so you get his cut the second time you play through. And basically, you're playing through the game the second time as if you were the second player in a co-op, I guess, if that yeah. makes sense. So so you're playing, you're basically <clears throat> making all the alternate choices. Oh, okay. Gotcha. So that, that was really cool because when you play through it the second time in that mode, you start seeing all the scenes that you didn't see as you play through your first time but it's funny because they're the choices you make in that game probably more so than until dawn affect how the story plays out mm-hmm. so there's actually like whole scenes that you could not see. i know for a fact there's maybe two or three scenes that i didn't see at all in two playthroughs just oh, because okay. i i didn't make certain decisions okay so it doesn't have led to as, different... as many forks as uh, until dawn yeah i think that there are more forks and I think it would make sense to me that the game could play out significantly different also. So it probably has a lot of different endings. I didn't really look into it, but oh, okay. the two endings that I got were completely different. Okay, gotcha. Even though I only lost one person both times. Huh. Okay, so there's a lot of decisions that don't involve getting somebody killed then. Right. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of fork decisions that don't involve people's deaths, but then, just like until dawn, there are kind of minor decisions you could make that would lead to somebody dying later. Mm-hmm. So it's 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 kind of cool how the paths branch, and it would be awesome to play that co-op mode because you'd be essentially making decisions that are probably going to impact the other player. Okay. So okay. that'd be kind of kind of fun. Yeah, yeah, that sounds like a lot of fun. And then aside from that, I've also played most of Gears Five and Control. Oh, cool! So how's Gears? I haven't been. I haven't played a Gears War in years. Um, so I've played all the Gears games, and to be honest, this one seemed to me like it launched with the least bit of hype, <clears throat> which is kind of funny to me because this one is by far my favorite of all the Gears games. And this one is the first Gears that's available on PC as well, right? Or, and that's how I've been for... playing it. I haven't oh, been really? playing it on my Xbox. Yeah, I've been playing it on PC. I bought it on Steam, so I've been playing it through my Steam account, which is ironic because I have the Game Pass on Xbox, and I <laughs> could have played it for free. Well, not free, but, you know, because I already have the service. Yeah, yeah. But I still bought it on uh, Steam, and I've been playing it on the PC solely. Okay. Uh, but there was another game... Was there... Control? No, no, yeah, there's control. No, but I mean, did you play with a 
controller did you play uh, or with a mouse so i i tried both and because i'm still there are certain games that feel really good with the controller and a mouse this to me gears still doesn't so i've been playing that mostly with the controller okay yeah because normally third person shooters are easier to play with a controller right I mean, well, Remnant, is... I'm having a good time, though, on mouse and keyboard. Yeah. I, I don't play Remnant with the controller. Okay. But and that's is... a third-person game, kind of in the same way Gears is. Is Remnant but... available for consoles, too? Yes. Okay. I, I know it's on PS4. I don't know if it's on Xbox. Okay. Yeah, I have... And I don't know if it's cross-play. Okay. But it is available on consoles also. Okay, gotcha. And then the other game you're playing is Control, right? Yeah. And, man, that game by far the weirdest game I've ever played. Like That is just... That game operates on a level that I'm kind of concerned about the people that wrote it. It wasn't Hideo but... Kojima, was it? No, no. It's actually <laughs> the same people that wrote Alan Wake. Yeah, that's what I... <laughs> and, and, like, the Alan Wake references are going through the roof now. It started out like I had a couple of Alan Wake references in the middle, but now I'm like, I'm seeing Alan Wake everywhere. Not, not the character, but yeah, just yeah. like evidence and like letters and the, weird random stuff and there's like references to alan wake everywhere which is kind of awesome because i love that game and i had no idea that this connected to it at all do they have cheesy soap operas playing in the background like alan wake where you could catch episodes uh, of stuff so the easy answer is yes <laughs> yeah and, and man and it's they have a TV show in there that involves puppets, and it's called Threshold Kids, and it's like one of the most disturbing things I've ever seen. It's it's really really jacked up. Like uh, every time it comes on, the music is all messed up, and like every time it comes on, I kind of get chills and it kind of freaks me out, but I can't help but watch it. And then when it's over, I feel bad for watching it. Oh. Like it's 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 man, it's it's pretty awesome. Cool, but is but game that game is, is incredible. Yeah, I've been wanting What'd to try it out. Is the gameplay good? Oh yeah, yeah. It's it's kind of in the same way that Vampire gets better as you play it. Yeah. This one gets way better as you play it, but it's not wonky from the beginning. The only thing is the controls seem real floaty. I, I don't know if that makes sense, but when you first start playing the game, the, the control seems kind of real floaty. Like it's it doesn't seem one to one kind of, but as you play the game, you kind of find out that that's kind of by design. And then later on, as you you get more powers and you get more skills and those kind of it all kind of makes sense and it it the more you build on your character in the game the more fun the game gets the game okay. is awesome it's okay. really good but it, man it's the weirdest game i've ever played it's kind of about going into a building and it's kind of like a company right like cia or some kind of weird investigation company or something and, and so secrets and stuff yeah in a way except for from the very beginning, when this game first starts, you already know this isn't like normal CIA or FBI. This is something weird is going on. Okay. So it it's like from the very beginning of that game, you already know this isn't a normal setup. Things are really weird. Okay. And they make very little sense. And as the game goes on, the nonsense makes more sense in the context of the game, but it literally makes no sense. It's it's weird. It's it's not real world stuff. Okay. But it's cool because kind of like the backbone of the story are objects of power that, that infect the world in some kind of way. Uh-huh. And, infect, and so that's what... It's kind of like Friday the 13th, the series. You remember that? I don't think I ever saw that. 
Really? So that series that was dealt a great, with. That was a great show. If you've seen Rick and Morty, then you've seen there's like a. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's like Rick and Morty too. Out of that. You, you see the guy Mr. Needful, where he has. The yeah. Of, that's the take on Friday the Thirteenth. Oh, okay. Yeah, oh, yeah, like Needful Things. It's actually really a fantastic for like nineteen, <laughs> for like the late nineties. It was a fantastic little crappy yeah. show. So everybody listening, ask your parents about it. They probably know what it is. Okay, I don't know but, what it is. You guys are so so basically, the premise of the show is there are these cursed objects that are devastating people in some kind of way. Like it deals with possession, or I don't know, like poltergeist stuff, or just cursed yeah, objects. Basically, kind of, kind of like if the people from Annabelle had a store and like yeah <laughs> yeah exactly they, oh, okay. they went out and like tried to recover these you know these you know bad things and lock them up. So that that. They go, yeah, exactly. They go out and they take the cursed objects and they lock them up in a vault, basically. And and so this game is basically in control. Those seemingly random normal objects, like a refrigerator or an old fan or I don't know whatever else, they they have them locked up in this building. Oh, okay. And they're studying them. And then this bad uh, race of beings called the Hiss show up and. You, you're, there's a lot of shooting. It's, it's basically a third-person shooter. But what did you say the I don't show want to was called? Too much more. Hmm? What did you say the show was called? That's kind of Friday Thirteenth, the series. Okay, but does does it have to do anything with the actual Friday Thirteenth, the movies? No, not not even a little bit. Okay. Not not even like a hint. Okay, that's weird. Oh, yeah, it has to do kind of with the occult, maybe. But mm. yeah. Yeah. Okay. So kind of like a Twilight it's Zone show. Well, yes and no. I mean, it was it was not. It wasn't an anthology series. It was a an actual like. I mean, even though every episode dealt, it's kind of like the X Files. Okay. So it's the same characters. There is a story progression because there's the same like whatever story involves the main characters continues throughout the series. Mm -hmm. But it's a different story each time. Oh, okay. Cool. Or a different object, I guess I should say. I, I need to check but, that out. Is that available anywhere, like streaming, old stuff? Is there? Oh, that's a good question. I'm. I don't know. That that one, it'd be tough. Like, if anything, it might be on like the Chiller Network or something like that. But okay. I, I don't. I don't think that's popular enough to be on Hulu or Netflix. It's probably on the Pirate Bay. Uh, yeah. Just probably. Uh, you, you might be able to actually find episodes of it on YouTube, to be honest. Okay, yeah, I'll check it out but, and see, maybe. But I'm not sure. It was a good show. It was, it was, it was pretty yeah, good. Yeah, it was funny. It was just an episodic. It was kind of like X-Files. Like, most of the episodes, it pretty much stood on its own. Like, each week was just like, you know, like a little adventure where they have to go get back this, you know, something evil that somebody, somebody had. Yeah. <sighs> but yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's what I've been playing. That okay. about does it for me. I also started, um... Detroit. Uh, I can't remember if it's called Becoming Human or Being Human. Oh, yeah. Okay. The one on PS4 with the androids. Okay. And that, that one's pretty good. I didn't get far enough in it to really say much, but it's um it's a David Cage joint, just like Heavy Rain or mm -hmm. uh, I can't remember any of the other games right now. I'm going blank, but it's one of those things, too, that's... Uh, sort of very, even more so than Man of Madon and, and that that creator's games. Even more branching paths and how every choice makes a difference and that kind of thing. So similar to that in gameplay, but to a way deeper level. Okay, well that sounds interesting. And uh, as far as what I've watched, I mean, I'm, I'm 
back on my guilty pleasure CWBS shows, and uh, those have all started up again. And then I've also went and saw Gemini Man. Was that good? Um, the quick answer is no. Okay. So, <laughs> the, 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 the real quick answer is no. The, the CGI is real bad. So it's kind of hard when you're watching a movie and like one dude looks like a cartoon the whole time. <laughs> Like even when that dude doesn't even show up until 45 minutes into the movie. You're talking about his younger self? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's real bad. The I fight think, scenes are, are real bad. I think parts of the movie were actually filmed in Colombia, right? In Cartagena? They said they were. Cartagena. Because I, yeah. I saw a little short that Will Smith did, and he was in Cartagena saying hi to people, and I didn't really know what movie that was until I saw Gemini yeah, Man. Yeah, so. and Gemini Man, yeah. Because I think parts of the Yeah, there's actually a, a pretty there. big segment where they are in Cartagena. Okay, okay, cool. Yeah. Awesome. But yeah, that's me. Okay. Next. Next. Candyman, you want to tell us what you've been doing? Yeah. Well, so, and so I just looked. I can't believe it was so long ago. Friday the 13th, the series was from, like, 88 to 90. Wow. Oh, really? I thought, yeah. the, I thought that was in the 90s. Dude, that was in the freaking 80s. That's why I was yeah, still I learning to like, speak English, man. I didn't even <laughs> want to bring up the dates, but uh, maybe like five or ten years ago, Robbie, the, the red-headed girl that was on the show, was at a convention, and I saw a picture of her, and I'm like, man, that was when I really knew how old that show really was. <laughs> wow. It kind of hurt me a little bit. <laughs> That's too bad. It doesn't look like it's streaming. It looks like at one point it was on Amazon Prime, but it says not available. Oh, anyway, man. Okay. Um, I haven't been playing too many games. I Before, I, I've been kind of having a... My, my arms just haven't been great, so I haven't been gaming like I used to. And, you know, before that, I, I basically ran myself into the ground playing Minecraft. Uh, and I probably would still be playing Minecraft if, if I hadn't just, like worn out my my body over gaming what so were, I've been what watching. were you doing in minecraft i was playing a mod um it's called direwolf 20 and it's just minecraft has a lot of mod packs um and this was like there's a progression of mod packs like i just think i just think the minecraft modding world is just so so amazing and, and basically there's like so many different <clears throat> i would call them levels mm -hmm. difficulties you know what I mean? Like, there's mod packs that are very, you know, very beginner-friendly, and then there's ones that are, like, for people that, you know, like, people that raid in, like, World of Warcraft, you know, like, people that really want to have, like, a soul-crushing grind. Yeah, hardcore. Like, there's there's really a, a wide variety of options. Star Wolf 20 is kind of one of the, 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 the easiest one's called Academy. It's, like, a teach you how to play modded Minecraft, mm -hmm. and I loved it. It's really good, and then I, I switched. Direwolf 20 is kind of like the first step after. It's like the first, you know, like Academy is like baby's first mod, and, and then um, Direwolf 20 is like your first train, you know, it's like training wheels. It's like your first, sorry, your second mod, I guess, you know. So, and it's just um, got more, more complexity and less hand-holding. But they've all got a lot of different mods and complexities, and resources and i just i just really enjoy the building aspect of it building up a base and <clears throat> there's always progressions um where you have to you know you, you need like one resource it's just like anything else in a lot of games you know you need this resource to get this resource you need this resource to get that you know you need to make this machine to process this and then you need to go you know and you just keep like building your kind of your your toolbox and kind of unlocking you know deeper and deeper things that you can do okay 
So, so I was really having fun with that, and I'm hopefully get back into that again at some point. Um, I've been, I've been, so I kind of switched because I kind of, like I said, I just literally kind of wore out my body. Um, I mean, I was literally just being like really stupid. Um, uh, it, it was a great time. Uh, I'd stay up till like one thirty, two in the morning, playing Minecraft. Get up, go to work, come home at lunch, take a nap, repeat. Yeah. You know, like I was really, <clears throat> really, really going hard um, on the Minecraft. But anyway, so I kind of switched. I just been trying to kind of rest my body more, so I kind of stri- switched to streaming. So I, I finished the Expanse. I kind of I forgot where I was on it. So I you know I think I had left off at the end of season two. But what, I, what is the Expanse about? Oh, really? You haven't seen the Expanse? I, I think I saw one or two episodes, but I don't really remember. It was something about Mars. That's all I remember. Yeah. So basically, it's kind of a space drama almost. It's basically about kind of fact. There's three factions. There's the Belters. There's Mars and there's Earth, and the Earth is kind of called the UN, but it's basically just Earth. Mm-hmm. So it's essentially Earth's Earth. <laughs> I've invented a planet. It's half Earth, half Mars. Earth. Earth and Mars are kind of the big players, and Earth is kind of the big dog, and then Mars is like a lot smaller but more technically advanced. And then there's the Belters, which are basically kind of like space rednecks that basically like live out in the fringes and mine asteroids. Yeah. And so they've kind of got these power dynamics. You know, there's a lot, kind of a lot of polit, polit, very political. Yeah. Um, but so the, the show, the show kind of centers around this um, kind of this cast. This basically, there's this kind of rogue vessel, um, and it's like a small group, kind of like your, you know, you're kind of like Firefly. You know, it's like a it's little spaceship with like five or six dudes on it that kind of go around, you know, trying to do the right thing, and you know, they're kind of they're kind of stuck in the middle between all these factions, and. Uh, they're all really, you know, really interesting characters, and uh, it's set in space, and so they fly around on ships a lot. And there's like a lot of, it, there's kind of a sci, it's it's very sci-fi. There's kind of this, uh, kind of like a, you could call it kind of like a plague, mm-hmm. kind of. There's kind of like this space infection that's kind of going around. Yeah, I remember the first episode. There was something weird they found on a ship, but I never, I didn't watch yeah, enough episodes to find this, out what there's, that was. Yeah, I don't want to spoil anything, yeah. but there's kind of this infection that they're kind of trying to, inve- you know, there's this weird thing they're trying to investigate, and then there's just a lot of politics and drama and stuff. But it's it's a it's a let's put it this way: there's very little sci-fi anymore. You know, sci-fi is like one of those things that's, you know, like it's just like our the way the world has kind of gone more is like more reality television and episodic and you know even more animation but just like you know like real you know kind of like star trek yeah although there is the stuff on cbs you know like the picard and all that which i'd love to see but i'm not yeah. willing to subscribe to those yeah but anyways it's a good sci-fi it's on amazon it's free and so i caught up on that and the, and the writing's a little like some of the stuff like basically the guy oh, i don't want to spoil anything but the guy i think this isn't a spoiler so basically the guy keeps getting in trouble like people keep framing him mm-hmm. and like every time like someone's like you did this and everyone's like oh boo kill you know and everyone's like got their pitchforks and stuff and it's like and then they're like oh wait he was framed like you know this blah, blah, blah. and like every single time like the, the next time he's framed everyone just buys it again i'm like are you guys <laughs> freaking morons like like okay the last 72 times something weird happened with this guy like he was framed and then like as soon as something happens again everyone's like got their guns locked on him you know like they're firing <laughs> missiles at him it's like you guys are a little crazy there's no trust in the black no there's not 
Um, so that was super fun. And then I, uh, I w- started watching The Dark Crystal. Haven't finished it, but but really liked it. Okay. Um, what else? I've I've been actually watching just like a lot of kind of general anime. Oh, I've, I finished. So there's a a new Cabinary of the Iron Fortress. Um, movie that came out on Netflix. It's um it's actually a movie by the same people that did the Amazon show, but they split it into three chunks. Um, with us, that was like the steampunk anime thing. Yes, that was the one with the zombies. It's the steampunk zombie yeah. railroad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, but there's a there's a movie that came out, and they just broke it into like three episodes. But it's really a movie, and that was I watched that. That was pretty good. I started watching a show called The Hundred, which was was actually interesting but i just i kind of gave it up the hundreds basically it's a very interesting premise basically there's this um earth basically kind of blew itself up and there's these people living on like basically all the space stations above earth kind of you know formed into like a super space station and everyone's living up there mm-hmm. waiting for the basically waiting for the earth to like denuke so that they can come back down okay and like they send these hundred prisoners basically they're like they're running out of air so they send these prisoners down to see if Earth is habitable. And it's the problem is, and it's like a really cool concept. The problem is it's kind of like a teenager soap opera thing. You know, there's a lot of like... Like a young adult fighting. novel or something. Yeah, there's like a bunch of, you know, like a bunch of people kind of politicking. And, you know, it's like a tribal, kind of like a teenagers having a tribe thing. And everyone's like fighting to be the big fish and... It, it was really interesting, but I just, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to go finish it or not, but it's an interesting concept. Okay. And other than that, um, I finished Dragon Ball Super, which it's okay. I, I mean, I enjoyed it, but it is, I can, like, there's people, like, Dragon Ball is one of those things, like, either people love it or hate it. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people kind of hate it, but it's it's okay. Um, and then I've been watching a show called Fire Force, which is, this is anime, like a lot of anime stuff. Fire Force is actually pretty good. Um, it's kind of about super-powered firefighters that fight. Basically, people like keep exploding. Like people literally keep like immolating and like catching uh-huh. on fire, becoming these fire demons. And there's like these fire departments. It's like very Japanese. <laughs> there's like these Japanese fire departments that go basically like like they're kind of like priest warriors that go you know like put them to rest and they're like trying to figure out who's creating them and okay. So on and so forth. It's actually pretty fun. All the all the little fire marshal or not fire marshal guys, but all the little superhero guys have like special powers. So <clears throat> it's pretty fun. But What's yeah, that show watching on? a lot of watching a lot of shows. What was that show on? It's on Adult Swim. Like all the stuff's on Adult Swim. Okay. Yes. Uh, it's called Fire Force. Fire Force. Okay. I don't I mean... know if it's on any streaming or not. I've been thinking about getting like Crunchyroll just because there's a lot of uh there's a lot of good stuff that like there's a show called what show that you I don't know if you'd like it or not but it's I, I watched it recently it's called Jojo's Bizarre Adventure mm-hmm. and it's it's really weird but but it's like strangely compelling what is it about uh, uh and so yeah you'll probably discover with me like I have a trend like I like these things oh and speaking of which I did we talk about the boys last time yeah we did I think so okay yeah, I just loved that show. So I kind of, it's kind of a similar, similar thing. Like I like these shows about people that kind of have, you know, 
some kinds of superpowers or special powers. Mm-hmm. Uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure is basically about like this kind of. It's basically just set in Japan, and there's these people that are called stand users, and stands are basically like. You could think of it kind of like. <clears throat> I'm trying to think. It's like almost like a Pokemon or something, but not really. It's like so. It's basically kind of like you have an avatar. Like, you're a human, but you have, like, this other person within you that you can bring out. Like, and it's kind of like a superhero. Like, you know, it's like a, like, it's kind of like, they look kind of like machines. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're, like, kind of like robots, and they all have special powers. So these people, like, they look like normal people, but then they can summon their stand, and it's like a second form of them that, that has special powers, and it's kind of a superhero detective thing. But it's, like, but it's really funky. Like, it's just, like, it's really stylistically very interesting. Like, the animation style is very interesting, and it's, like, it's just bizarre. Like, the t- it's literally called Bizarre Adventure, and it's, <laughs> it's just bizarre. So you said but that's it, on Crunchyroll? Really What's that? You said that was on Crunchyroll? Yeah, well, I, I mean, it was on Adult Swim as well. Okay. But, uh, and in fact, it's amazing. Like, there's this thing called Shonen Jump in Japan, and, like, a lot of the animated stuff is, like, born out of that. Um, there's just a tremendous amount of, of shows that are based on that. There's also a new one that started Adult Swim called Primal, mm-hmm. which is really it's it's uh, it just started two weeks ago. It's it's really cool. It's um, you can probably stream that online. It's called Janati Tartakovsky's <laughs> Primal. Mm-hmm. It's basically about like this caveman and uh, like this. Uh, dinosaur and basically both their families kind of get killed and they like kind of get they kind of band together and they're just kind of like surviving in like prehistoric times um it's it's again it's like one of those things stylist there's no words it's all oh. like you know what i mean it's like um there's no there's no dialogue like it's all just emoted and it's a uh, it's it's really really it's really enjoyable Anyways, that's that's. I, I linked the thing in Discord. Okay, about yeah, it. I see it. I uh, see but it, it's super sweet. Uh, just just kind of a neat. It's just a different. You know what I mean? Like, if there's no words, it's just very interesting. You have to kind of just infer everything from body language. Yeah, what's going on? Okay, cool. Awesome. <clears throat> uh, let's see. I guess that puts it on me then. I uh, let's see. I finished watching Cobra Kai season two. Um, and I'm extremely impressed with the quality of that show. Like Andrew said, I think Cobra Kai is a lot better than he has any right to be. Um, I Let's see. In terms of video game, I haven't played a lot of games per se. I, I picked up Bastion because I, I own Bastion since it came out, I guess, like 2011 or something. And I finally played through it because there's games that you just sit there for a long time and I just felt like playing Bastion. So I played through Bastion and that's that's a fun little game. Because uh, as you're doing things, there's a guy in the background narrating what you're doing the whole time, and I think that's kind of cool. It's like you have a companion the whole time you're you're doing stuff. Um, I also saw a show on Netflix called Better Than Us. I think it's a Russian show, and it's a, a robot show. It's about um, the ultimate, uh, I guess, companion robot that can act just like a human, and so there's. Uh, and, and what happens when you start replacing people with robots? So I think that shows definitely has a place right now, especially with all the all the people just getting obsessed with robotics and stuff. Um, I'm also watching Jessica Jones season three. 
which is good, but it's not as good as the original as the first season. It's kind of hard to top Kilgrave, which was a villain in the first season. And so I recommend, anybody else has watched Jessica Jones, I recommend the first season of Jessica Jones. What was the show again? Jessica Jones. Oh, just Jessica Jones? Yeah, Jessica Jones. Yes. I only watched the first season, and the first season I... Actually, no, I might have watched the second season too. Okay, I liked the first season a lot. The second season was okay. The third season, I don't think it's as strong. Because you can't come what up... Was with a villain that's as good as Kilgrave, I don't think. Yeah, what was the second? What happened in the second season? Because I think that was that the one with the, the David mom, Tennant. Her mom. That's when she finds out who her mom is and how she got her powers. And I don't know. That season kind of dragged for me. I I didn't oh. see. I watched the first season and I liked it, but then after the end of it, I was just kind of, you know, I was kind of like, eh. I watched the first two seasons. I don't remember any of the second season at all. That, that's how that's what I'm saying don't 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 worry about the second season it's just her mom and she's like angry and she's like half crazy because he did experiments on her and she's got powers and she starts killing random people and Jessica's trying to track her down and her her half her sister or her you know not her real sister but the the one that she grew up with starts trying to to kill her mom and stuff you know it's just the whole thing's kind of all over the place it's not a very good story I don't think um, but season three is actually better. So, but I'm just sad that all these shows are coming to an end. Like I really enjoyed Daredevil on Netflix. I really enjoyed Luke Cage, even though I think that the second half of the third season of Luke Cage kind of dragged. But other than that, I I think those shows are solid. Obviously, Iron Fist is not the best show in the world, but it was getting better when they when they canceled it. Um, yeah, too bad that uh, all that stuff is. You know, I feel like they just pulled... I think <clears throat> all that stuff died a premature death. I think Disney started pulling the plug on all... You know, mm-hmm. like, when they were setting up for the... Even pre-before they started talking about the streaming stuff, I think they just... They already knew what they were going to do, and they started pulling the plug on all that stuff years ago. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, no. Yeah, they were procedurally doing it. Whether the shows were good or not, they were just going to end them. And I think that's kind of a disservice to the fans. Because uh, there were actually some compelling stories, especially in Daredevil, I think. Of all the shows, I think Daredevil... Well, The Punisher, too. I mean, The Punisher was really good. Uh, I mean, I thought the first season of Luke Cage was fantastic. Oh, yeah, that was an awesome. That was awesome. Yeah, second season, like I said, I think it dragged a little bit too long. Like, halfway through the show, we had, like, a high. And then after that, it was like the show just dragged and dragged and dragged until the final confrontation. But... Um, but no, I really like that actor. He's really good. I don't even know his name. I know he was here at Comic Palooza like a year ago or something. Or two Did years you watch ago. his new show yet? He's got a new show? Yeah, it's called Evil. No, I haven't seen it. I what? think it's on CBS. Basically, he works for the church and he has a team and they investigate either possessions or miracles, basically. Mm-hmm. And so he is the character in all those kind of stories that is a believer. Mm-hmm. And then he has his teammates are basically the people that are trying to disprove it and make it not uh, fantastical. Oh, okay. And I'm still on the fence. I've watched two episodes of that, and I'm not sure if I'm going to keep watching it or not. I would give but it a try, but it's only it's, on CBS. It's not on any on Hulu or anything else. No, and that's the worst part about it because mm-hmm. so right now I still have Directv now, so I still have a, a cable service. Mm-hmm. So I'm DVRing it, and we can't watch it you know immediately so sorry abby stop we, we try to watch it as soon as we can and then if i get behind then i'm screwed because that stuff isn't even on hulu yeah 
it, it, you, so you don't catch it and you don't pay for the CBS thing, then you miss it completely. Okay. But it's it's a weird show because they do have a character that's kind of an antagonist that seems like there's something supernatural going on with him. Mm-hmm. And he's got like some kind of relationship with the Luke Cage character. Okay. But so far, every episode that I've seen, they've disproven everything. It's always been like a, a normal thing that they're playing up. Speaking of that, did either of you guys watch Undone yet? On Amazon? No, okay, so I started it and then quickly realized that I couldn't watch it with my daughter in the room, so I had to stop it. And <laughs> I am planning on going back to it because it seems awesome. Like, I, that, that show seems pretty awesome. So I do have it in my queue and I've watched like maybe 10 minutes of the first episode and that's it. But I don't even know what but, that is. But it looks amazing. What is so, so basically, it's a, it's a very interesting show and I'd love to discuss. I'm not, I, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of not spoilers. Is but... that Alita Battle Angel actress in it? Yeah, it is. It, it is her. But okay. again, like, she's kind of animated, so it's hard to tell. It, it's oh. called, so it, it's, it's really interesting. It's called Rotoscope. So they literally filmed it, and then they used a thing called a rotoscope to kind of convert it to animation. Oh, okay. So, and it's, yeah, it's, I don't know spoilers, but it's just, a, it's conceptually very interesting because it's, it's like what you're talking about. It, it, it leaves you basically to interpret if what's going on is mystical. Uh-huh. Basically, it's, is it mystical or is it like, is it in your imagine? You know, like, oh, is wow. this person essentially is this person crazy or is this person like experiencing magic? And it's it, it reminds me a lot of K-Pax, where it's like, you know, was he an alien or did he, you know, or was he crazy? Like, and it's and I think it's very interesting, but it's it's one of those things that you. I'd love to discuss with someone that's seen it. Okay, well, I'm, I'm definitely going to put that on my queue because I actually, now that you guys mentioned it, I remember seeing an interview that Kevin Smith did at uh, San Diego Comic Con because he does like the uh, IMDb boat or something and I think she was on it and I watched a little snippet of them talking about that show. I just completely forgot about it. I didn't even know it was out anywhere. So. It, it's not a big investment either. I mean, it's I think it's, it's around 12 episodes, but the mm-hmm. episodes are you know, like 25 minutes or something. I mean, it's, it's long enough, but yeah. there's certainly a lot longer shows. Okay, cool. Well, hopefully we'll be able to experience Rosa Salazar at some point in live instead <laughs> of her getting like, you know, pigeonholed into... Without being animated in some yeah, kind of way. Yeah, she was kind of complaining about it during that interview. <laughs> so have either of you guys seen um, Seis Manos? Mm-mm. Uh-uh. That's another one to add to our collective queue. It's on Netflix, and it's um, it's called Seis Manos. It's it's like a they're calling it a mix Mexican animation. <laughs> yeah, and and it's starring Danny Trejo, so it's obviously one of the best things on the planet. Okay. Uh, it kind of mixes Mexican culture with like seventies kung fu. Oh, cool. Yeah, and then also has I can't I don't know if they're vampires or demons. Okay. I've, I've only seen like one trailer for it, and I've put it in my queue, and I've tried to start watching it once, and just couldn't. Didn't have the time, so okay. I'm gonna get back to it, and I highly recommend it to both of you guys too, because it might be right up your alleys. Okay, maybe we'll watch that when Candyman comes over. This it's it's got like a I mean it's a new show. It just came out, mm-hmm. but it's got like a Ninja Scroll vibe. Yeah, but set in Mexico with a priest and i can't even tell you like uh, basically a kung fu school and they kill the master and then you know that very stereotypical start to things but gets crazy and supernatural and looks pretty awesome okay it's uh it's mike coulter this uh, luke cage 
Yeah, yeah, that's Luke Cage. So he's in it then. He's in Space Minos, according to. Oh, nice! I didn't even realize that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm sure there's a lot of people in there that I, I'm not, I didn't, I wasn't even aware of, but it looks pretty awesome. Watch the trailer. Okay. Maybe throw a link. I'm, I'm pacing. I'm not at the computer. Maybe throw a link in our Discord. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. The let me see what else did I watch? Oh, I I've been watching The Gifted with Mopi and and. Uh, the Gifted is on Hulu. I think it already got canceled, though, because, like you guys it say... It did. Yeah, I, I, I watched it. It did get canceled, even though it wasn't done with its run when it got canceled, but I finished watching all the episodes. Okay. Um, I think I'm one episode away from finishing season two. And the show is actually not bad. That show actually deserves a third season, at least. I don't know. I think it's not a bad show. Um so the gifted is about what it's it's like what happens after the x-men right like the x-men are dissolved and then you have like uh, a big incident kind of like 9-11 but for mutants where a bunch of yeah i mean it's it's i would say it's an x-men spinoff yeah um it deals with the brotherhood it deals with uh i can't remember what the ones in the subway were called Mm -hmm. the other group it it deals with them also those were all groups in the x-men comics and kind of what happens after the government steps in and starts taking out all the mutants. Yeah, but it's it's almost like they found the prettiest girls that they could find and put them all in the same show. It's insane. Yeah, but you know, it's kind of disturbing for anybody that's ever watched the Goldbergs because yeah, that's the girl from like, the Goldbergs and Gotham. Right, and right? she was the little girl that was his like yeah. girl. Yeah, you like yeah, no, I, I couldn't. Yeah, it's weird. That's like that's like yeah. watching your sister get undressed or something. Right, it's, uh, it is weird. Um. Anyway, yeah, we're grown dirty men. Uh, let's see. I defeated the Ender Dragon in Minecraft with Ethan Sito, and I saw credits, so I told Ethan I beat Minecraft. So I'm moving on to the next game, which I don't know what's going to be. I still think that there <laughs> could be room for. Like I said, there's there's a lot of. I know. I just I just don't like Minecraft. I just don't. It doesn't do anything for me. It just. It doesn't. It seems really fast. It seems like they were trying to get you into Minecraft forever, and now you just came back and said, well, I did it. Well, yeah, I, that, I never that, liked that. Minecraft, and, and I did it because Ethan wanted to play, and Ethan bought it for me with his lunch money, and I'm like, I don't really want to play Minecraft, and I can't even excited about it, so I'm like, okay, I'll play with you guys, but I'm like, you know, the most fun I had really was just kind of building this little building on top of a mountain, and that's about it. It's just like, okay, I'm... I don't know. I can't play in this sandbox because there's no, there's no sense of urgency. There's nothing to overcome, and like when I play Seven Days to Die, I know every seven days I better be ready for something, so I better keep building defenses. And there's a sense of urgency. With Minecraft, I just I I can't even get the motivation to log on because I don't even know what I'm gonna do in there. I just don't wanna. Yeah, you know, no, and I, I'm just I'm just giving you a hard time. I would I would never. I mean, well, that's not true. I would ask you to play something you don't want to play, but I would never like ask you to seriously commit your energy to something that you wouldn't enjoy. Yeah, but it's easier for me to say no to you than to say no to Ethan Chido because he like he's been wanting me to play this shit since he was ten years old. So But you know. no I get, and I'm a sandbox <laughs> person. Like I love sandbox games. Like I love you know like I literally love a game where I can just like you know, do whatever the hell I want until I get you know, like just build shit until I'm tired of building it. Yeah. And then I'm just like, yeah, that was a really cool thing I built and um Never going to touch it again. And it sounds kind of intuitive because I'm an architect, so you would think that the architect is the guy that would be obsessed with Minecraft. But honestly, I can just boot up my architectural programs and just build a building in 3D with my SketchUp or 3D Studio. 
or Rhino or whatever it is that people are using nowadays to render shit in. But you know, I can do it for real. So I don't need to be playing with like pixelated blocks. I don't, you know, I don't know. I I did, when I was little, I played a shitload with Legos and all their stuff. And I, I would used to build skyscrapers and spaceships and I, I was an only child. So that's how I grew up. I pretty much kept myself busy just by playing shit on my own, you know. I guess Minecraft is that for a newer generation. But that's not the way that I experienced that. To me, it's a very textile thing. And so to do it in the virtual world, it doesn't have as much significance for me as an architect, I guess. Uh, because I'm an old school architect, I grew up drawing things by hand and not in a computer. At some point I switched to computer, but I can still draw shit by hand because, you know, everybody that was classically trained as an architect has to know how to draw by hand. And ultimately that gives me more pleasure than drawing stuff uh, you know, on the computer, but it's ironic because most of the work I do for actual work is on the computer. <laughs> so, yeah. but when I get a chance, I like to draw stuff by hand. So, but anyway. yeah. One uh, thing I left off when we were talking earlier. One mm -hmm. thing I did do, um, and I, uh, I, I actually did some board gaming. And oh, you I did. Played, I don't know if you've played. Have you played a Great Western Trail? No, I saw that you posted that thing on Discord. What's that about? Yeah, no, it's a really, it was a fun board game. I really enjoyed it. it it's it's kind of a... You're going to bring so, it with so you? The, the, I don't have it, oh, unfortunately. Okay. But, but the gist of it is basically it's like set in the, you know, the Old West and you're basically supposed to bring um, cattle mm -hmm. to like the train station. Yeah. So you have a map and you basically start at the start of the map and you get so much movement to turn and you just go around the map and you can buy cattle, you know, you can... You can kind of invest in various resources. You can buy cattle. You can hire people, and ultimately, you uh, try to. You have a car, a handful of cards that are cattle cards, mm -hmm. and you can go buy more cattle and put them into your deck. And ultimately, you're trying. The cattle have point values, and you try to get to the. You you were. It's kind of like a Candyland or something, where you kind of work your way up the map to the top where the train is, and then you load your cattle and you get money, and then you go back to the start of the map. But you can also like build squares kind of like monopoly or whatever you okay. can you can build pieces that like charge people money for passing them and things like that so it's 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 a euro game that, that, i like kind of, euro games but it's just really fun so you just work your way up the map and you can like i said you can kind of place obstacles and you kind of have some control over what squares you land on and uh, try to you know partake of certain things to increase your your profitability but but ultimately you just it's just a cattle ranching game but uh, surprisingly fun very complex, but but not too hard to learn. Okay, awesome. Yeah, and don't don't worry that we'll make you play some board games when you come. So, I already has plans for you. So brace yourself. Um, let's see what else. I've been writing some. There's this book thing that I started a while back called Poet Defender. I started putting chunks of it on the Patreon. It's about a just a poet guy in this world where poets have a lot of power, like almost like mystical powers. And he's tasked with a quest and he has to go to a different land and do things. I, I'm not gonna spoil anything. So that's pretty much the premise of it. If you guys wanna catch snippets, I'll be putting out chapters little by little on Patreon. And you don't have to belong to the Patreon to read it. It's free, like anybody can go in there and just read it. So there's no commitment, no nothing. I've also, uh, because somebody, Ethan Cito's in the channel by the way, I don't know what he's doing over there. He's not talking. What? Oh, yeah, there he is. He, I, and we talked about this last last podcast, that he bought the Pathfinder 2nd Edition books, but then he took off with them to college. So I don't have them here, so I had to order the Pathfinder 2nd Edition. 
And so this past oh, couple of weeks, did? I've been reading Pathfinder Second Edition, and I'm, I'm halfway through the book. Uh, and I say I am very happy with everything that they're doing with Pathfinder Second Edition. I think that the character, the character creation, like, actually it makes a lot more sense. Multiclassing is not just about saying I want to be another class, but you start adopting attributes from another class instead of just becoming dual class. Because obviously a, a regular person can't like split their brain in two and completely become proficient in two different classes. So you kind of adopt little things from other classes as you go. And it's not so complete, like you become like completely a fighter magic user. But if you're a fighter originally, you're more of a fighter with like magic user talents as opposed to a full fighter magic user. So it is, it is very cool. It looks like they streamlined a bunch of attributes. They streamlined the skills. They streamlined the feats. And I think they streamlined combat as well. So it's just as complex as the previous versions of Pathfinder, or the previous version of Pathfinder. There's only one version before this one. Uh, even though people were saying, oh, this is going to be like a watered-down version of Pathfinder, that's not the case. This is just as complex as the old Pathfinder, which is what I love. And I think that's what a lot of uh, traditional advanced Dungeons & Dragons players like, is complexity in games. Uh, is this not going to appeal again to the masses that play D&D 5th edition? It's not. This is going to appeal to the people that already have their time invested in Pathfinder. And they want a little bit more out of their Pathfinder, like more fine-tuning in their Pathfinder. That's going to make everybody very happy. And so I'm going to try to convert my campaign, but it's going to be really hard. So I don't know. We'll see. But uh, Ethan Cito maybe is starting a new campaign. I think he's going to start in second edition, right? Yep. I'm going to start a second edition campaign. I already have a dungeon set up, mostly. It's basically like a wizard's hideout. Mm-hmm. And then I put a bunch of animated brooms in it. So the first thing that's going to happen is all my friends are going to get beaten to death by brooms. Hopefully they don't listen to the podcast because then they don't want to play <laughs> anymore. And um, I ordered these tiles off of a website. The company's called Gaming Paper. And basically they make these rolls of paper. that It, it wraps up like wrapping paper, but it actually works like one of those D&D mats with the grid on it. Oh, okay, cool. So you can draw on it with a marker and stuff. But I got like some tiles that are reusable that you can use with dry erase. Yeah. And then they lock together. So you can just keep oh, adding pieces. So you can pre-draw everything, but then uh, reveal the dungeon little by little as they investigate. Mm-hmm. Okay, I think that's a very cool thing, a very smart thing to do. Because I, when I use the mat, or you know, I have the gaming table where I have the grid on the table, I'm drawing everything, and if I don't want people to see certain rooms, I literally have to put like books or something on top of it, which is inconvenient sometimes. So what I do really is I end up just drawing as they're going. But if you already have everything drawn and they just reveal it, reveal it little by little, you end up saving yourself a lot of time as a DM. Yeah. So that's that's a very smart thing to do, I think. So, so Ethan Chido, what else have you been doing over there? Um. You mean in terms of just gaming? Anything, anything interesting. You want to talk about your radio show? Oh yeah, my radio show. I've been doing that Fridays at 6 p.m. What is it called? It's been, it's called The. Would you like to explain why it's called The? Because I filled out the application to DJ, and one of the questions was what my show was going to be, and I hadn't had a name yet, so I was like, oh, I'll just wait until the end of the application and come up with something. But I forgot. And then I submitted the application. So when I got accepted, they published a show list and it said the. <laughs> so his show so, is now called the. So what I decided to do 
was roll with it, and the stands for try hard, Ethan. Oh, okay. Yep. All right. Good for you. So that's one hour a week, Fridays from six to seven. Yep. Unfortunately, I missed it last Friday because uh, it was Heidi Nuts's birthday. So. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. So that. Uh, but anyway. Uh, but Andrusito, listen to it, didn't you? Yes, every minute of it. It was awesome. Yeah. I'll listen every week. Yeah. Oh no. Oh yeah. And the ice. Let me. I haven't finished what I've been doing. I'm also finishing my costume for Alita Battle Angel. Uh, the funny thing is, I don't even know the character's name. What's the character's name? The Alita's foster. I just know him as the doctor. The doctor. The doctor. So I got the hat. I got the coat. I was able to buy the the exact coat that he uses for the movie. Uh, I guess after Comic Con, they had a bunch left over, so they were just selling them online. So I was able to get that brown coat, which looks really cool. I got a black kind of like Japanese style uh, formal shirt that he kind of wears in the poster. I don't think he wears that one in the movie itself, but in the poster he's wearing that one. And then I made the hammer from scratch and it's actually sitting in my closet. I just finished it uh, yesterday. So that's... Uh, that it's it's completely I haven't done. seen any pictures of that, man. Uh, yeah, I didn't send you a picture. I sent one to Andrusito. I haven't really shared it too much because there has to be like the discovery factor. I'm excited. Yep. It's going to be cool. So, yeah, we're going to be going to the Run Fest next weekend, and it's going to be awesome. I bought an extra tent, so now we have a tent that fits eight people and a second tent that fits, like, five people. Because uh, nice. I think we've got a bunch of people coming, so that should be a lot of fun. Uh, but anyway, the the podcast is not about my adventures over there. It's about something else. What are we talking about now? Um, Ethancito, anything else to add that you want to talk about from your side? Um, Not really. I haven't been up much recently. No, just studying. Yeah, and then I did the Team Fortress 2 Halloween event. And how did that go? Uh, not very well. They didn't add a lot. I just went for the free cosmetics. Oh, okay. Oh, act speaking of cosmetics, they added a new case to CSGO because uh, the 20th anniversary for Counter-Strike just happened. So it's got a lot of cool skins, uh-huh. including an op skin called the Wildfire, and it looks so sexy. The Wild Fox or the Wildfire? The Wildfire. Oh, okay. It was so because everything because the case is called the CS20 case, mm-hmm. and it's based on the anniversary. All of the skins that are in the case are based off of things related to CS:GO. So Wildfire was like an operation, uh-huh. which is like an event where people do missions and stuff. Okay. So it's a really rare skin. It's a really nice skin. And right now it's going for like over $100. Holy. So, yeah. I'm not going to get my hands on that anytime what soon. the flying donkey. Okay. Yep. All right. Um, let me see. What? Uh, oh, um, I was going to pose a quick question to you guys. And I was wondering. I was looking through PC Gamer. And I keep seeing like these space exploration games kind of like uh, carbon copies of privateer but i guess none of them are as good as privateer was uh why haven't they made a space exploration game based in firefly that seems like a logical step doesn't it well i don't know because firefly doesn't have a lot of fans yeah, Firefly's got a cult following, but not a financial following. They didn't make any money. But you can, you have all these indie studios making their little indie space games. Why can't an indie studio just do a Firefly thing? Probably because Fox owns the rights. Oh, motherfuckers. 
Yeah, getting the load license would cost too much. You know, that's such an injustice to the world. <laughs> you know, so so they, they didn't want to play with their toy, but they don't want anybody else to play with it, right? Is that what the deal is? Pretty much, if they can make well, money off of you. I think if anybody came to them with an idea that would be profitable, they'd be on board, but... I mean, Firefly as a whole has not been profitable for anybody. Yeah, but it's not about... Well, I know that they only care about profit, but a lot of good things are not about profit. They're about enjoyment and fans and stuff like that. I don't know. I mean, uh, they did Serenity, right? I mean, why can't they do a little video game? Well, it's the same thing as a lot of, I don't know, fan handouts. They they did Serenity for the fans, mm -hmm. and that <clears throat> that movie actually tanked. It burned in the box office. Even though I was there front and center first day, loved every second of it, and it's an awesome movie, yeah. it did not make any money. So that actually ended up costing mm. the production company and costing everybody money. But they, they took a hit on that. But they even did a board game. I actually owned a board game. I actually like it. I actually like yeah, the board game. They've done role-playing game also. I, I mean, oh, yeah, you know they, that. They've done a, there's been a ton of stuff, and yeah. the... The comics have been really successful, so I mean, there's there are certain things that have been successful in that world, but Which is, it's just I don't know. I don't think that there's enough of a following or enough of a market for it. Which is weird because I actually bought some of the comics and I thought they were subpar. That was like the only thing that I've ever gotten Firefly that I thought was subpar were the comics. I didn't really I don't know. I didn't necessarily like the art style and I didn't really like the story at all. Of, of any yeah, they weren't you know. they weren't great, uh, but unfortunately, they've probably been the most successful thing to come mm -hmm. out of the series. That's too bad. Okay, yeah. but by all means, if you come up with the right idea, go ahead and pitch it to Fox and see if you can make money with them. Okay. Well, with that, I think we're gonna go to the tech corner. Candyman tech corner. This is officially the segment that's called Tech Corner with Candyman, but it's also Tech Corner with Andrew because there's a question for each one of you here. And so for Candyman, is uh, building your own PC is it better than buying pre-made in your opinion? See, it's, it's actually a really, like everything in life, it's a, it's a complicated question. Um, in terms of getting a better computer, you're pretty much always better to build your build yourself um, but the problem is so the problem with buying a pre-built computer is that they have to make money and they're they're gonna make their money by giving you you know they're gonna put cheap stuff in there somewhere I mean they have to mm -hmm. they have to make their money somewhere and typically they, they make that on stuff like the power supply you know they'll put in like a cheaper hard drive cheaper RAM you know crappy power supply yeah fans but ultimately they have to make <clears throat> they have to make their margin somewhere but the the problem is from a price perspective the pre-builds are often they're often better from from a price perspective but the problem is also that it's also very very hard to to find like exactly what you're looking for like you might find a computer that has a good video card but not enough RAM or you know enough RAM but not enough hard drive and then you wind up you know spending like a thousand plus for a computer and then you have to buy a hard drive or you have to buy memory you have to buy whatever mm -hmm. it's missing yeah so it's kind of cheaper to buy a pre-built 
but and, and, and sometimes for a lot of people that's a factor especially if you just want to do certain things you know like if you just want like a good enough video card to play games or whatever but um, if you're really looking for something nice you're generally better off to build it yourself but is it the, the only problem that i found in the past with that is the person that doesn't know how to build a computer just gets components and maybe some of the components are not compatible although that's not so much the case anymore right i mean things are more compatible nowadays well, yeah, I mean, in general, that's the case. Now, there's always a risk. Um, you know, there's something to be said for, like, optimizations and whatnot. You know, like, sometimes when you get something built by a by a big company, you know, like, they will optimize it more. Like, it's quite possible when you're building your own computer, like, you might not notice. Like, I, I benchmarked one of my computers I built a long time ago, and I was like, huh. Like, these numbers don't look good. Mm-hmm. And I, because I was comparing against other computers, and then I realized that, like, my RAM timings were off and that it was causing, you know, like a major performance hit. And if you didn't, you know, like, I could have easily missed that and just had, like, a slower computer because I didn't know. Oh, yeah. You know, like, if I hadn't benchmarked it and compared it against what I should have had, I would have never noticed. So there's there's definitely advantages to having someone build it yourself. And the other thing is, quite frankly... If you build your own computer, you support your own computer. And that's why I typically don't build computers for people anymore because if you build someone a computer, you're kind of on the hook if it breaks. You're basically liable and if you build for your anything own computer, that you build. You're, <laughs> you're on the hook when you break your own computer too. So, yeah. so you just have to really think carefully. Like honestly, these days I usually just tell people to buy a pre-built. Okay. I don't. So, so maybe buy a pre-built and then customize it from there if you just want more power or a better video card or bigger hardware. Yeah, I mean typically what I would try to do is is find a good pre-built <clears throat> with like the right video card and CPU and then like CPU like store memory and hard drive you can you can easily augment. That's what I did. Like I bought my Dell laptop and I just added a second hard drive and I and I doubled the memory. And that's, you know, that's a pretty reasonable thing to do, but you know, you don't want to, you, you basically want to try to get it kind of as good as you can. You know, you, you, the problem is, like, all the stuff that they put in, it's going to be crappy. So you really, you know, like, you, you want to basically just plan on writing with what they've given you. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't want to be trying to change more than, like, the CPU and the memory. Because, you know, like, if you change the video card, now you got to change the power supply. And, you know, at that point, you're, like, changing the whole computer, mm-hmm. and you might as well just build something yeah. good in the first place. Okay. Gotcha. Um, and the the second part of Tech Corner goes to Andrusito is how is it that you can use PlayStation Now to play God of War on PC and does this work for other games and uh, please explain PlayStation Now because I do not understand this thing okay so like a hundred years ago uh, Sony purchased a streaming company from Japan I can't remember what the name of the streaming company is now but they've been using it for various things over the years for a long time and then they created playstation now which began a handful of years ago i can't remember how how long ago it started but when it first started it only played ps3 games or lower and it's 100 percent streaming so you can't download games from ps now so it's like stadia or what so it's pre-stadia by by years honestly yeah. i mean it, but but basically i think stadia took the idea from the original concept from the japanese company mm-hmm. and, and i wish i could remember off the top of my head what it is and again i'm, I'm not by the computer right now so i can't look it up but well, you're breaking up 
conceptually way before Stadia, but it, it seems to me like Stadia took that idea and ran with it and, and made a lot of improvements. Okay. So the funny thing is, even though it's getting a lot of buzz now because Sony just recently finally dropped the price for it, um, it used to be pretty pricey. Mm-hmm. And, and just within the last month or two, Sony dropped the price for an annual subscription to PlayStation Now to just $60 a year. $60? Yeah, a year. So you can get a whole year worth of PS Now for... 60 bucks okay and and the the main thing about it is it's it's on the pc so anything that's on the service you can stream all those games on your pc okay so you don't necessarily have to have a console at all so you're telling me it's still 60 dollars a year yeah right now they they just dropped the price last month i think it was last month so if, if I and did... so you pay 60 bucks for playstation now and you mm-hmm. have that service for a year. Does that mean I can play all the God of War games on my PC then? I don't think the newest God of War is on there, but okay. almost all the older ones are. Okay. What other stuff is there? Oh, there's a ton. Like, I can't... You'd, you'd have to go in and search through it. Like, there's a ton. All of the Uncharted games are on there. Oh, okay. I can tell you that. What about the newer stuff? Like, uh, like The Last of Us 2. Do you think that'll come to PlayStation now for people that don't have PlayStations? No. No, The Last of Us won't be there probably until a year after it comes out. But it will be there at some point. Like, I don't mind waiting for a year is my point. Like, if, if, if The Last of Us 2 comes out on PlayStation now, I'd rather get that service and, and not, yeah, there's not no, have to buy the next PlayStation. Basically. There's no guarantee of when or what will show up on PlayStation now. Mm-hmm. But being that it is a Sony-owned franchise, yeah. it's, it's highly probable, but it might take a couple of years before okay. it's streamable. What about the Spider game? Is that on there? No, not yet. Not yet. Okay, but is it I wouldn't imagine. It? I haven't looked, but I wouldn't think it is because okay. it's too new. So it just installs like an app on your computer, and from there you just play the games remotely. Yeah, basically just like uh, uh, Stadia. Okay. Okay. Well, that's good because that tells yeah. me that maybe if I want to consolidate everything to one machine, I can just do. I don't mind paying Sony money. Money, I really don't. I actually like Sony, but what I don't want to do is have to like keep buying consoles. No, the, I mean, the, the only difference is, like like I said, it's going to be a very long time, if ever, if you can play any of the newer stuff. But, like, uh, PlayStation Now was around for over a year. I think almost two years before PlayStation 4 games started showing up on it. Okay. And and a lot of that was because of a bandwidth issue. They just they couldn't figure out how to get it done. Okay. And they have. And so the infrastructure is still not quite there for a Stadia level. Mm-hmm. So Stadia, all the new games are going to be on there. Okay. Like that's that's day and date. Things will be on Stadia, and if you pay for the, um, I can't remember the, like the Founders Pack, I think it is, mm-hmm. for Stadia, it comes with their like three months of their service also, and then their service is going to be similar to, like, uh, the Xbox Online and PlayStation Online, where they'll give you like a free game a month or something like that. And but- with Stadia, the first game is going to be Odyssey. It's going to be. Assassin's Creed. I don't know if they're going to give anything else with it, but I know that's going to be on there. And I think Destiny also. Is Stadia eventually going to have games from all consoles? Do you, do you well, know? I mean, it's it's just like any other console, right? Mm-hmm. So it'll have everything that's third party on everything, but it's but, never going to have games not, that are so solely no, on PlayStation or Xbox. So no Gears of War and no Last of Us, basically. And well, no, Gears no is tricky. Um, definitely no Last of Us. It's not yeah. going to have any sony franchises Mm -hmm. but gears is tricky because gears is on steam now so Mm -hmm. who knows what 
what's going to happen with that. But that's not all Xbox exclusives. That's basically just Gears. So okay. who knows? Like, But anything that's exclusive to any service, you're not going to get on every service. It's that easy. Okay. Gotcha. And because of that, I'd be leery about when or if you're going to get Last of Us 2 on PlayStation Now. At the, at the best case scenario, it would be a year after it came out. Okay. Gotcha. Okay, well, that concludes Tech Corner, so we're going to move to the news. Mute Donkey Podcast News. And uh, starting the news, I'm going to give the floor to Candyman because he has a lot to say about what happened with Blizzard, Activision Blizzard, and what happened in Hong Kong. You want to take that away from us? I mean, for us? Yeah, I mean, a lot of people are pretty mad. Um, so, so basically what, in fact, this has happened in the NBA as well. Uh, both the NBA and Blizzard are both in pretty hot water with the, uh, the people of the world. Um, and LeBron James as well. Um, I have a good comic. I'll, I'll find that comic and link it for you. It's pretty funny. Um, there's a <clears throat> picture of LeBron like at Tiananmen Square, like telling a Chinese person in front of a tank, like, you've just been misinformed or don't understand. You're not educated on the situation. Um, so, so basically what happened, though, was what, what's essentially going on everywhere is people are talking about, um, you know, the supporting Hong Kong, essentially. And China is not a fan of that at all. And so what China's been basically doing is bringing economic pressure to bear on, on various partners, um, particularly Blizzard and the NBA and, you know, quite frankly, anybody else that's trying to make money in China. So basically, the way the game works now is if you support Hong Kong, China will cut you off. And unfortunately, what's happening is our own American companies are censoring us because they want the China money. Um, there's just a story that came out in the last day or so about Quentin Tarantino. There's that uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood movie, mm-hmm. which apparently makes fun of Bruce Lee. And... Uh, his daughter Bruce Lee's daughter is not happy about it and went to like China's government and they essentially blocked the movie and they told <clears throat> Quentin Tarantino to recut the movie or they won't show it in China. Yeah. And it's a lot of money if he does and you've said no. So unfortunately what we've got going on though is a a, a really bad case of China just being exceptionally manipulative and exploitative. You know, they're they're just using economic pressure to get American companies to bend over. And it, it's really, really sad because other than the creators of South Park and uh, what's his name, Quentin Tarantino, mm-hmm. um, basically everybody has literally been like, yes, we will drop our trousers and bend over for your money. Like we will, we will you know what I mean? Like we won't just um, censor the content for your citizens. We will actually censor the content for our citizens. And it's outrageous and offensive, and and thankfully, like there's people burning LeBron jerseys. There's there's people going to NBA games. Like people are buying tickets for protesters for NBA games. There's a lot of mm-hmm. there's a lot of people. There's a lot of talk about a big protest at BlizzCon. That BlizzCon's going to be a shit show this year. They should cancel it because people are going to sh- people are going to ruin BlizzCon this year for sure. But specifically, uh, it was something that happened at the Hearthstone tournament, right? That there was yeah. A- so- so three players showed basically, you know, showed like a banner showing uh, support for, for, for Hong Kong. And, and so, well, first, first, first thing that happened was a Hong Kong person 
um, said something, and then Blizzard banned him for a year and took all his money away. And then three Americans did it, and Blizzard did the same thing to them. Mm-hmm. So it's just really a bad look. But there seems to be like a double narrative where Blizzard, when they're talking to America, they're using certain type of language. But then when they talk to China, they use a different language. Like they're very apologetic when they're talking to China. And then and then when they're talking to Americans, they're saying, oh, no, business as usual. You can have some of your money back or whatever and stuff like that. But it it seems like they're they're completely catering to the the Chinese with their language. And, And like I've even heard and I don't know that this is true. I've heard that Disney is like censoring Winnie the Pooh because China doesn't like it. You know, you've heard the whole, the whole thing about... Yeah, they were comparing the president to Winnie the Pooh Yeah, or they, think, they think Xi Jinping looks like Winnie the Pooh. Yeah. And, like, even Disney is burying Winnie the Pooh now. Oh, wow. For that. Like, it's, it's really... Well, I also <clears throat> I also heard or hear that they, they, they cut a lot of movies. Like, the, the movie that you watch in the U.S., for example, Avengers, is not the same movie that's shown over there because apparently for... I think uh, end end game or something that they added like half an hour footage or oh, something so, or they so had what more. It, what it was Chinese was um, um, Doctor Strange's assistant was like Tibetan, mm-hmm. and so they they completely changed the narrative. They made like the assistant from like a man into a woman and made him American instead of Tibetan. Oh. Like Marvel's like been completely willing to to rewrite their movies as well yeah. for China so, like, to get rid of things they don't like. That seems to go kind of against the grain of actually artistically doing anything. Because <laughs> art is the complete opposite of, you know, bowing the head to money, right? But I guess the market's way too big. I don't know. But anyway, in general, I don't I don't like the way this whole thing is going. And I agree with you that BlizzCon is going to be really bad. I, I do hope that they cancel that thing because protesters are going to show up in hordes, I think. Okay. Yeah. So- and, I mean, hopefully, I mean, actually, I, I hope they don't cancel it, and I hope it's a, just a shit show, but... <laughs> yep. We'll and then, you, did you talk about the South Park episode at all? Because I think that was just oh, wonderful. Go ahead. You can talk about it. Uh, I mean, same thing. So, basically, South Park made an episode called Banned in China, mm-hmm. and uh, just, you know, pissed, basically made fun of China, poked fun at China. China got really pissed off. China pulled everything South Park, like, within, like, less than a day... They stripped everything from their their version of the internet. Every single thing, uh, South Park was stripped. In fact, uh, South Park streaming rights are up for bid, and Apple wouldn't even look at it because they were scared of China. Oh wow! Um, but but the thing that's did you hear the quote? I don't know if I posted it in the. Um, did you hear the quote? What was the quote? Hang on, let me see if I can find it real quick. The the Trey Trey Parker and Matt Stone released a quote after China banned south park um let me see if i can find it real quick oh i think i i saw it it was something that trey uh, wrote to the chinese it was like a letter to them but it was in the form of a tweet or something wasn't it like like the nba we welcome chinese censors into our homes and into our hearts we too love money more than freedom and democracy (laughs) that was their apology yeah that was their apology that they released to china yep Well, I guess as, as long as there's free people that can express themselves, I think we're doing okay. But but that may not be forever. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Um, let me see. Let's go to... Okay, on the PlayStation side, it looks like PlayStation 5 is releasing at the end of 2020, right? Is that yep. correct? 
Um, Holiday 2020. What are bells and whistles? Have, have, do you know anything about this machine and what it does? Uh, ray tracing. It's going to add ray tracing. Um, okay. And it's funny that you brought it up already, but PlayStation Now is going to be a, a huge feature built into the next box. Okay. So it sounds like they're going to build up that service more than it already is. Okay. Cool. Well, but aside from that, there's not much. Um, I think ray tracing is probably the biggest thing they're talking about right now, but conceptually, it'll probably be at E3. So we probably won't see much until then. Okay, gotcha. And then let's see what else releasing soon is. There was a, a trailer for Rick and Morty season four. Did you guys see it? Yeah, November tenth. November tenth. Yeah. That, not that I'm. Not that I'm waiting. That trailer looks so awesome. It seems like we do have to wait a long time for just a couple of episodes of Rick and Morty, doesn't it? Well, and I think they said, I don't know if the whole season's going to be only five episodes. They uh -huh. definitely said there's only going to be five episodes, but I don't know if that's the first half of the season or if that's just all we're getting. And like for how much we waited, that doesn't seem like enough. That's almost like the first season of Castlevania, that it was like four episodes. They, they made it seem like that's all you're getting. <laughs> that's what I got too, but I'm just... Yeah, it's pretty funny. I'm just hoping that can't be true because five seasons, I mean, five episodes is not... There's no planet where that's a season. <laughs> I'm hoping that they're going to do that and then release a season six shortly after that with way more episodes. And then uh, there's a, one of the best trailers that I've ever seen in my life. I just saw like two days ago or last week, uh, which is the Netflix new show Daybreak. Have you guys looked at this thing? Yeah, it's already in my queue. Like when it comes out, it'll be available for me to watch on my queue. It's I like, can't wait. This show was tailor made for us, I think. It's just about a bunch of kids that are in high school, and then the apocalypse hits. There's a bomb that goes off, and and so they they have like some kind of zombified adults, kind of, and then you have a bunch of clicks, and they, it's it's almost like Mad Max meets The Walking Dead a little bit, and I think it's coming out October twenty fourth. So that that looks it it looks like a bigger budget class of Nukem High for that the old like drama movie. I didn't see that, but it's it's that mixed with. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. <laughs> yeah, it looks really awesome. Mopi was really excited when I showed her that trailer. That looks so good. Gross. Uh, yeah, it does. The only the other trailer that actually looked good to me is, and because I'm partial to the next generation, honestly, the next generation is the only Star Trek that, I, that I've ever done, really, other than the movies, the, the more recent movies. Uh, the new Picard trailer looks really good. It's got Will Riker, Counselor Troy. I saw Seven of Nine there somewhere. And a bunch of interesting looking characters that look like they belong in a Star Wars movie rather than a Star Trek movie. Um, and actually, I wish that these characters were in Star Wars instead of the current cast that we have in Star Wars. They look more interesting than the Star Wars characters. I never thought I would say this, that, that Star Trek actually looks more interesting than Star Wars nowadays. But it's starting to be that way for me. It's weird. We so live in strange times. So maybe when they come out, we should just get CBS All Access for like one month and just like binge the whole... Binge, yeah. binge all of it while I'm there, and then cancel. Yeah, we should binge Discovery. I want to watch that. Binge Discovery and binge uh, Picard. Picard, and then yeah. just cancel. But are they? Because I know some of the services are starting to go to an episodic thing, right? Or is it just Disney Plus that is doing the episodic thing? As opposed Sweet. to just uh, Apple might also be doing that, but oh, really, really right now I think it's just Disney Plus. Okay. I, I hate that. I hate that thing. But speaking of episodic bullshit, I like. I much <laughs> prefer to be able to watch the whole thing. But speaking of episodic bullshit, mm -hmm. Watchmen tonight, 9 p.m. HBO. I don't have HBO. I'll be watching that for sure. Okay. Um, let's see. <clears throat> the other thing, yesterday, last night, I rewatched Clerks 2. 
And I think that's a highly underrated movie. I think that movie is genius. Uh, it's, it's funny because I quote that all the time in Discord. Nobody gets it. Oh, really? I love Clerks too. I don't know why, but maybe because it's not black and white, so people didn't seem to give it the importance of the original Clerks or whatever. But I think Clerks 2 is... But I heard not too long ago that Clerks 3 is actually happening. For a long time, Kevin Smith was trying to get it to do it, and then a couple of the actors said they would never go back and do it. But I guess they finally agreed. He broke them down. Also, Kevin Smith has gotten more popularity nowadays because even like he was complaining that, you know, that show Hot Ones where they interview people with the hot wings and all that stuff. Um, what is that show called? I mean, it's Hot Ones, but it's got another title or something. Um, That's the only one I know. Yeah, but... Did you read the premise for Clerks 3, though? No, I haven't. So it it's about the... It's not Dante, it's the other dude, the dude that runs the video store. Uh-huh. He's the main character. It's about him. Oh, it's about him? Okay. Yeah. That's... And how, like, he's wasted his life running the video store, and he's finally realizing that. Well, that's... So that, that's basically the premise of the movie. That's like his best friend in real life, right? The guy that uh, is in the, was in the comic book man that sat behind the counter but didn't do anything. The guy that was just laughing at everybody, always being sarcastic, and never did anything. It's pretty much... But then uh, I was talking about the Hot Ones uh, show on, I guess that's only an internet show, right? Um, it's oh, And Then We Eat or something, or Now We Eat, Now We Feast or something like that. Uh, anyway, the, the Kevin Smith and Jason Mewes called Hot Ones to see if they wanted to interview them. And Hot Ones said, no, we're not interested in you. And so Kevin Smith and Jay Muse, uh, Jason Mewes did their own little parody of Hot Ones. And I guess... Uh, the, the host of that show cut wind of that and say and he put a Twitter video saying no 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 I never we never rejected them you know what are they doing like you know that we we'll be happy to interview Kevin Smith and Kevin Smith's like dude I can show you a fucking email you guys told us like you know we're sorry we're not interested you know like I don't, they're trying to like cover their ass but I guess we're living a world that Kevin Smith has come full circle now like he went from being hot shit in the 90s to being like a nobody director in the early 2000s to like finally coming back and having a lot of clout, you know, starting to direct episodes of, you know, Supergirl and uh, The Flash and, you know, uh, doing his new show and interviewing a lot of people. And he knows so many people in Hollywood reconnecting with Ben Affleck over, you know, over those years. And uh, and now he's coming back for a sequel where he has a lot of clout, especially because of the geek culture. And so they don't want to piss him off. And to me, that's funny. Because maybe 10 years ago, nobody gave a fuck about Kevin Smith. And now people are saying, oh, this guy matters. Like, we need to pay attention to him. And so that, I thought that was kind of funny. First We Feast is the name of the of the show. Uh, Stranger Things 4 announced. Anyone surprised by this? No, moving on then. Here we go. Um, what about Minecraft Earth? Do you guys know anything about that? Is this a new Pokemon Go? Yeah, pretty much. Early access coming soon, but apparently the game has a long way to go. And then I put here, wouldn't it be better to play with a HoloLens rather than having to look through your phone? Because I saw a demo of people looking through their phones and it looked really awkward. Because they were like having to get in their hands and knees and use their phone to look around. I think having a HoloLens where you don't have to like twist around to look at stuff. Uh, yeah, but then people would have to buy the HoloLens. Yeah, I guess you couldn't mine like the, the, the phone apps, right? So... And so then, everybody wants everybody wants a phone app because I mean that's what they're doing with like the new Diablo because everybody's got a phone. Yeah, yeah, they're so phone. Um, but I don't know. It, it just seems weird that you're looking into such a huge game, but you're looking at it through a, such a small window. It seems to me counterintuitive. I don't know from what I saw. That's my I interpretation. Don't know. That's a pretty big. 
um, yeah, they were big now, I guess. I don't know. But I don't know. Older people like us, we like, you know, the old TVs and stuff. We don't... Like, kids nowadays prefer to look at stuff on their phones. I still prefer to look at stuff on the big screen. I don't know. Um, okay, so Spider-Man is back, right? Well, the podcast was out because we've been out for like six weeks. Uh, Spider-Man was gone, and then it came back, right? And it looks like Tom yeah. Holland helped <coughs> helped uh, Sony and Marvel come to an uh, understanding. I guess. Yeah, he was the guy that kind of held hands with everybody in saying Kumbaya. Okay, so Spider-Man is going to continue. So we'll get uh, the next movie after uh, what? After Far From from Home, right? Did, yeah. did you see the thing? The guy that did the Spider-Man movies, I forget the director, um, Beige or something like that, he got promoted to chief creative officer. Kevin Foggy, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the guy is a freaking genius. He got promoted to chief creative officer. I think that's a really good move. I think that's a solid move. I I really have a lot of respect for Kevin Foggy. Foggy, Foggy, Foggy is how you pronounce his name, right? Foggy. Um, let's see. Oh, uh, now to link to that in a slight segue in Bob Iger's memoir book, he states that George Lucas felt betrayed by Disney. This was in the news like three weeks ago. It's still in the news because we haven't talked about it in the podcast. They did not follow the stories he had outlined for Disney, but they were under no obligation to do so. Uh, and then I put here is Kevin Foggy gonna going to save the franchise, and um, I hope so. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see who who come. Oh, um, what's his face? The director of Iron Man. What's our um, our dude that uh, we like so much? John Favreau. Yes, John Favreau. I want yeah. him to take over Star Wars, please. I love uh, that guy. I want him to take over Star Wars. He even has now a, a thing on Netflix where he gets with Seth Rogen, right? And they cook and... Seth Rogen was only in one episode. Oh, but, okay. Yeah. It's him and his buddy that... So, his friend... Did you see the movie Chef? Oh, that was an awesome movie. I like... It's an awesome movie. movie. So, movie. he basically worked with a guy to teach him how to really cook before that movie. Oh, okay. And they became really close. Uh -huh. So, it's him and his friend doing that show on Netflix. And they invite stars in and and whoever else to come cook with them okay and it started the first season basically is, is almost every avenger you could think of comes on the show oh, it's pretty cool. awesome that the second cool. season starts with seth rogan and that that episode is hilarious highly oh. recommend it okay i'll watch it so now there's an interesting trailer that came out with adam sandler and it's called uncut gems and i thought it looked it looked really good. Like, this is the best I've seen Adam Sandler in, like, 20 years. 26 years or whatever. Well, so, it's also not comedic, right? It's not comedic. Yeah, and, that's and, why. And, and he can really act. But this is from me that I, I didn't actually like Punch Drunk Club. I know you liked it, but I didn't really like it. But I know he I know the man can act. And I know that he needs to, like, revive. And I think this is the movie that may bring him back to, to front and center. Did you fun. watch the one where he lost his family in 9-11? They had Don Cheadle and... No, no. What is that? That's another one. It's, he's he's straight through the whole movie, and it's okay. awesome. Okay. Yeah, I think he just it's needs sad. to switch it's to like serious. It's depressing, but it's really good. It's okay. I don't mind sad depressing. I mean, I went to see a Joker, and that's kind of sad and depressing. But and I haven't seen that yet. That is an excellent movie. That it. That's it's more of a commentary on the current status of how we ignore people with mental uh, problems, mental mental illness. So. I know a lot of people, a lot of the media were saying, oh, this glorifies the Joker. It really doesn't. What it does is that it shows you that there's people suffering out there that could snap at any second. And it says, please pay more attention to those people <laughs> and take care of them before they snap and they do shit they shouldn't be doing. And yeah, before they 
they rob yes. banks so, and so, then kill everybody so they hire. It doesn't glorify the Joker. I think that actually the the Batman movie glorified the Joker more than this movie did. Because the Joker was running around doing whatever he wanted and you know, this movie on the other hand this poor guy just it's kind of like an episode of falling down man it's just like everything just keeps getting worse and worse it's like you know you see that the guy is just a human being but that's not glorifying anybody that's just like okay i understand where he's coming from i'm not agreeing with what he's doing but you know i can at least understand where this whole thing started so but i think on the oak show actually tied it to the bat to batman which i thought it was just going to be it's standalone Nothing to do with comics, but they actually had some kind of tie-in into Batman, and I thought that was really good. So I, I think this movie should win an Oscar. I think uh, Joaquin Phoenix is superb, man. The guy is, is really good. I, it's a heavy movie, don't get me wrong. It's a heavy movie, and you got to be in the right mindset. I, I may never see that movie again in my life. That movie is so heavy. That's like a one-time watch for me. But it's, it's a really good movie. I highly recommend that. So... There we go. Did uh, you hear the story about the Joker movie where the apparently somebody he apparently like the director of photography was like um, kept like getting in Joaquin Phoenix's ear and like telling him you know like what to do and apparently Joaquin Phoenix like blew up at a, blew up at him and like someone like found the footage and like released it and embarrassed him. Oh really? No, I didn't see that. Yeah, he was on TV. He was on like on Jimmy Kimmel. He had to like basically show the footage and address it because they kind of hung him up someone hung him out to dry on it pretty much oh wow someone found the daily you know went back into the dailies and like found the actual footage and of the fight and then released it which is just a real shitty shitty thing to do to somebody yeah no i i, I miss well i don't have cables so i don't i don't well but although they may have been a snippet of it on youtube right Probably. no i didn't i never saw it i just watched it was on internet okay okay got you I don't watch yeah. Jimmy Kimmel. Jesus, I haven't watched. I haven't watched late night, you know, talk TV for at least fifteen years. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm the same here. The, and, and now we'll go into a different story. There seems to be a trend nowadays of fast food places doing weird shit with gaming. So we have KFC launching an anime dating simulator, and then the, on the other hand, we have Wendy's made a, a tabletop role playing game called Feast of Legends, which is actually really well written. <laughs> and 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 I guess there's people in the gaming community that are like kind of sticking their nose up at it because it's like from Wendy's, but from what I hear, this is a solid system and people are having fun with it. So I don't know. Uh, oh, you know what it was? Fans were getting outraged because of the local tomato farmers. I guess there's a problem with Wendy's and because they're outsourcing tomatoes from Mexico. So Wendy's is not popular right now because people need to have their costs every day. So so they're boycotting Wendy's role-playing game because of that. Um, and it, they demanded that they donate the revenue from the video from the Wendy's role-playing game to the tomato farmers. I don't know. This whole uh, this whole bizarre. outrage culture just gets so out of control, man. But anyway, it's um, there. It is. We have fast food places making games. Um, let's see. Yes. Uh, what else? If there was a Valve, the makers of Steam, lost an important case in French ports. Uh, where? What happened? They. So. Go ahead. Okay. So basically, it was one of those cases about loot boxes. 
in France was like, loot boxes are gambling, you can't have loot boxes. So what Valve did is they released a new skin called the P250X, and it's basically like uh, the x-ray of the inside of a gun, and it's painted on the gun, and then they put it in a box called the P250 x-ray box, and then um, basically what happens is that whenever you buy, uh, you can also buy this thing called like an x-ray scanner, uh-huh. and you use it to x-ray scan what's inside of the cake okay. to see what it is, so that you see what it is before you open it. Okay. But if you don't decide to open the case, you can't buy another case oh, ever. Okay. So so basically, it's the same thing as loot boxes because either you you buy what's in the case or you don't buy anything at all. And then also, they made a funny skin called the P two fifty X ray that comes with the X ray machine as a joke. And then it got popular in France. So what they did is they made it into a case and they released mm -hmm. it to the so we can buy P250 X-rays and they look pretty cool. Oh okay. Uh, well, the, um, there's a tangential story here, which is the Valve doesn't allow their players to sell their games, at least not once they actually play them or whatever. Um, and and they lost a case in France where. Now, the French people are applying physical media laws to digital media, which means that people could technically start selling any game in their library and put it out on the market, which completely crashed the actual game market. And if these laws get out of hand and they, they become worldwide or, you know, or even if other people in different countries could buy stuff from French people selling games, it would destroy the market, I think. I don't... Especially because... Uh, places like Steam have regional pricing. Yeah. So games are cheaper in countries that don't have as much money. Yeah. You're just going to have a bunch of people in like Uganda or something buying games in bulk really cheaply and then reselling them. Yeah, there you go. So, and then uh, how do you guys, have you guys tried the new Steam library? Like the way that you categorize the games and everything? Do you guys like that? I haven't noticed any changes to the Steam library. No, maybe you have to opt in your in your options, but they've uh, changed the library. It's a, it's a beta, I think, but you have to opt in, oh. and so it organizes your library a little bit better. It, it puts like big, big banners for your games, and you can just drag games into different groups, into different categories. It makes it easier to create categories and sort your games. So that sounds that's uh, pretty good. So I think Andrusito had technical uh, difficulties, so that's why he's out of the channel right now. Just a, just a random tidbit as well. Uh, Seven Days to Die Alpha 18 is out. Seven Days to Oh, it is? What's in, what's in it? Have you played it? I guess you haven't really played haven't much yet. of anything. Apparently they've changed everything, but apparently it's pretty good. Okay. Apparently they've really, really gone to ground and like just redone everything. Okay, cool. Well, I want to start playing that. Again, I've heard people complain about the farming. The only thing I know is they changed the farming. Like now, you have to make like a farm plot, and things grow pretty slow. Okay. They want you to loot more for food. But that's not realistic. Apparently, they've done a lot of good stuff, though. Okay. Cool. We'll have to check it out. We'll have to read through the through the patch notes and see what what it all entails. Cool. Are the graphics better? Probably well, not. Well, the graphics got better uh, during Christmas. 
last year, but that's when the game started crashing and doing weird things. Uh, since then, the game's a lot more stable, and the graphics have been a little bit better, yeah. But I don't think they've updated the graphics recently. Not that I've seen. Um, okay, well, I think that, that pretty much, I think, wraps it up for the... What is this, our, like, ninth podcast, maybe? Uh, because we're, like, a month behind, because this is October, and we're, like, nine podcasts since the year started, so... But is there anything else you guys want to talk about or say before we we end the podcast? No. No. Okay. Well, without further ado, then we bid everybody farewell. And thank you guys for being part of the Mutant Donkey podcast, which is also now on Instagram, right? Uh, under, Are we? Yeah, under the name Mutant Donkey, but with a three instead of an E because the regular Mutant Donkey was taken. I think I talked about it in the previous podcast. But yeah, there's Instagram stuff, uh, Mutant Donkey Instagram stuff. I just put out, you know, uh, little sketches that I do for the Patreon and things like that. Also, That's on the cool. Patreon, I'm going to put the video from the RenFest, from the build for the hammer. So I'm going to put it on YouTube right. and then link it to Patreon, to the Mutant Donkey Patreon. So people will be able to see if you want to build a really cheap, really, uh, yeah, affordable looking hammer, I guess. <laughs> Budget Hammer, we'll call it, from Alita Battle Angel. Yeah, I'm going to put the video on there. So it just I just went to Michael's and to Lowe's one time and got a couple of things. Most of the other tools and things I already had at home anyway, so it was fairly quick. So, all right. Well, thank you guys for podcasting. We'll thank Andrusito because he had to leave the channel prematurely. But we'll thank him for being Perhaps. with us. And thanks to Candyman and Ethan Chido for joining us. So Good to see you. I guess we will see you guys next time. Thank you for listening to the Mutant Donkey podcast. If you'd like to contact us, please send us an email at mutantdonkey at gmail.com. That's mutant donkey with a three instead of an e at gmail.com. We will also put this email address in the show notes. Thank you.